Hey, folks, welcome to the Encuentros Latinx podcast, where we explore stories of spirituality, identity, and culture from Latinx perspectives. My name is Taylor Amaj. I'm an author and editor, and I'm Puerto Rican. This podcast is a project of Encuentros Latinx, an LGBTQ plus ministry in the United Church of Christ. Attention ministers seeking a new calling, Faith Community United Church of Christ in Bensonville, Illinois, seeks a settled full-time pastor. They're looking for a leader who speaks strong English and Spanish with a considerable knowledge of both cultures to bridge between current and future members and their ever-changing community. Visit the congregation's website at www.faithcommunityucc.com. Find this opportunity listing at opsearch.ucc.org slash ID slash 4775. My guest today is Marcelino Rivera, whose formation in a community focused on sharing and welcoming shaped him into a minister who extends that welcome to those who've been forgotten by the church. We talk about some of the limitations of the term Latinx, Latinidad in the UCC, and how the Pulse nightclub shooting changed his ministry. Fun fact, he had an encuentro of his own with Elliot Page, and we chat a bit about that encuentro in this encuentro. It's Encuentroception here on the podcast, so let's get right into it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Can you introduce us by giving us your name and pronouns? Sure. My name is uh, Marcelino Rivera. My pronouns are he, him, his, el. Wonderful. And what country or countries do you and your family come from? Uh, I come from a little town called Lajas in the little island of Puerto Rico. Mm. <laughs> Wonderful. We have an abundance of Puerto Ricans on the on the podcast um, we always love to see it. So what is a good memory that you have about growing up um, in Lares or uh, in Puerto Rico in general? Uh, one of the memories that comes to my mind is uh, how my family was very involved in the life of the town. Mm. Uh, how uh, my parents always fought the family first mm. and community. Mm -hmm. Family and community was the, the center of our household. I mean, mm -hmm. remember anything that we do in the house. We, we have like uh, a gathering or the special dinner. That dinner wasn't only for us in the house. I remember a lot of place passing around the neighborhood. So mm -hmm. my mother made sure that every person that lived around us have a plate. On the mm. other hand, they do the same thing. So my mother and I with a lot of plays every time <laughs> people have uh, a gathering. So that that that's something that really helped me to understand the meaning of sharing what mm. you have. You don't give what is is, is to other people from the blessings that you receive every day. So. Mm. That's that's beautiful. Um, and so this this term Latinx. Um, 
how do you experience or relate to it? Because it is a newer term and it, it's very, it's very fraught. There's a lot that goes into it. So what is, what is your way of approaching this term and this, ex, this experience? Uh, to be honest with you, I started hearing that term around 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. here and there. Cause I, I, as a part of my work, I work a lot with, with, uh, educational institutions and, 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 uh, it was kind of, 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 of a way for the community that didn't want to get into this El Oella mentality that is in a lot of Latino, Hispanic countries. Mm-hmm. In Spanish, it's no gender neutral. This, mm-hmm. this notion of we're going to uh, have something neutral that you can identify yourself, especially mm-hmm. during the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. The community, you don't want to be called certain ways. So part of, of the community is saying, wait a second, I'm defining myself is using the term Latinx. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it at the beginning, I said, wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Then shortly after, people start using pronouns. Everywhere you go now, they're using pronouns. I said, mm-hmm. okay, the community is looking for a, a way to identify themselves, you know, mm-hmm. ourselves that we don't have to use gender specific things, you know, mm-hmm. the binary kind of stuff, because in Spanish, we don't have it. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow it was taken kind of away from us. Mm-hmm. And then it became something a little bit larger. And I think that happened more or less in 2016, that people mm-hmm. start Googling after the post shooting and mm-hmm. they start using Latinx not to define uh, gender but to define the whole ethnicity. And, and mm. I definitely don't use it like other people. When mm. people ask me about my identity, I'm Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. I give my pronouns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's been kind of taken away from the community and put mm. forth like, a, like a, a way to identify people. Okay, I'm going to put all the Latinos, all the Hispanics together in mm-hmm. one packet, and I'm going to call them Latinx, regardless of color, regardless of ancestry, regardless of mm-hmm. first, second, third generation. Mm-hmm. So I found that a lot of younger people are using it because uh, they are son, daughter, granddaughters of the people like me, first generation that, that mm-hmm. in this country. But I believe that we have the right to self-determine who, mm-hmm. how we call ourselves and, and that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think you bring up a lot of really good points and and maybe even some of the pitfalls of of the term. It does come from this tendency, especially in the United States, to take all of these people from, you know, over 20 countries. If we're thinking about everything in the Caribbean and Latin America, like South America, all of these very different countries and cultures. And when you get into the United States, especially, then there is this lump term. And it, it is this really fraught thing of like, on the one hand, there's maybe some, you know, similarities and some shared experiences, but it can, like you said, um, erase or, or gloss over um, very unique and specific experiences. So, yeah, I, I find that um, 
many people, especially if they're still uh, living in Latin America or their first generation, like kind of like you, they'll say, well, I'm Puerto Rican or they will identify more by the country that they're from as opposed to, um, you know, using using this word. Um, although I wonder if even that might be shifting among younger generations in general because of the Internet and the way that that online culture sort of um, spreads these things and, and people are sort of uh, taking on uh terms and and sort of changing well, things around and, that and, way and, and, and it's probably a way to take out of our identifiers mm-hmm. like uh, uh, watch a little bit people mm-hmm. put it in one in one part uh latinx originally referred to ethnicity or sheer culture mm-hmm. now the way they're using it and I'm talking about in general, because mm-hmm. I, I hear other people, especially politicians, Latinx, we need the Latinx. Mm-hmm. They use it as a race, and it's right. not a race. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, a, a Latinx race. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it doesn't yeah. exist. So uh, <laughs> when we use it, I, I, I always ask mm-hmm. the, the person how you would like to be called. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. I get that Gallup and all those, uh, you know, full places mm-hmm. have done uh, some research and a lot of people don't use it. Right. Like only 4% of people are using it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm one, don't, don't use it. I mm-hmm. rather ask people, yeah. how do you like to be, uh, as a person that is no binary whatsoever, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I learn and I have to put myself in, in other people's shoes. Mm-hmm. that's what I think. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you know, you brought up the whole, how, how the media in the U.S. is, is like, oh, we got to get the, the Latino vote, the Latinx vote. And like, what does that actually mean? Because it's like, are you talking about the Cubans in Miami? Are you talking about the Puerto Ricans in New York? Are you talking about the Puerto Ricans in South Carolina, North Carolina? Like all, it's, it's so like they really do talk about it um, as a singular thing. Um, and then it really, I think, perpetuates um, some limited ideas of what it means to have this identity or, or this experience at all. And, and like you said, I mean, I, I agree with you too. I think that on the one hand, it's great to have, to try to have an inclusive term to refer to the community in general, but when it comes face to face and I'm speaking with somebody like an individual person and they say, and they say, Oh, I'm Hispanic. Then that's what I'm going to call them. You know, like whatever it is that that person's term is fine. Like I, I think, like you said, you know, we all have the right to, um, to have self-determination and, you know, to like, I'm not going to, if somebody says like, I want to be called Latino, I'm not going to call them Latinx or Hispanic or something that they said that they didn't want to be called, you know, because I think that's just part of respecting each other as as individuals. And and I think at the end of the day, um, at, at least I, the way that I like to think about trying to use these these terms, that's the way that I like to, to use them. I'm not sure how um, how other folks may be trying to use it. But that's I think it comes to how, how do you see yourself, like, yeah. like how, how you define yourself, mm-hmm. you think Hispanic it was a term that was used mm-hmm. to discriminate against people that speak Spanish from Hispaniola. In mm-hmm. the mind of, 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 of the people that start using the language, 
mm -hmm. as it identify all the people that speak Spanish are Hispanics. Mm -hmm. It was a political term. It's a mm -hmm. way to discriminate. Yeah. And then people start saying, oh, well, Hispanic. And some people adopted because that was the first language in the country of origin. But mm -hmm. not every country uh, speaks Spanish. Right. So that's when the Latino come. Latino right. come from Latin America, and not everybody from Latin America. They have a lot of native language mm -hmm. uh, that they spoken in, mm -hmm. in, in different countries. So mm -hmm. they going okay. Hispanic is, is something that we use to identify all these groups, but in the groups there are people that don't speak Spanish. Right. For example, Brazil. They right. speak Portuguese. Right. Exactly. So, Guess what? Our communities start using Latinx as a way to say, wait a second, we are not going to continue this. I have to choose to be female or male. I'm going to do mm -hmm. the Latinx, mm -hmm. take it out of the community, and now they put it together. Okay, everybody's Latinx. So mm -hmm. I will use the term with, with caution when, when I mm -hmm. refer to people. Again, ask. Mm -hmm. As a person in mm -hmm. ministry, I always ask. Yep. As yeah. a person, I, I don't take assumptions, uh, uh, in, 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 and that's the beauty of, of, mm -hmm. of being in ministry, mm -hmm. that you, you, you meet so many people from different backgrounds, mm -hmm. uh, it, and they can be themselves. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. very important to me. Yeah. So then getting into, um, you know, your experiences with spirituality and then your own identity um what is that journey like for you how has your how has your identity and your faith sort of come together in in your life over the years i grew up catholic roman catholic mm -hmm. in a small town very conservative uh, expectations roles uh, it, it, People know me, I like candles, I like flowers. I think that I consider no-no in my own country. Mm -hmm. And I always express myself. I didn't care about what people think about me. Mm -hmm. But the church, in, in, in certain respect, don't have, don't give me the, uh, the space to express myself. I have to be like in this moment, this is what you... Do. Uh, I moved to the United States and uh, I always been working for social justice and, 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 and those kind of, uh, of, of issues. And I discovered the United Church of Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm a, a minister with them and I found a voice. I found a way to help my community. I found a way to bring everybody together. Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, we have a ministry that is not uh, LGBTQ or straight, or it's a ministry open to everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really uh, gives people uh, the opportunity to express themselves wherever they are. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the experience, especially here in Orlando after, mm -hmm. after falls. A mm -hmm. lot of people were uh, questioning their religion, their, their relationship with God, their spirituality. Like I'm gay or I'm a lesbian or I don't even know what I am. And I mm -hmm. have problems because the church or the mm -hmm. traditional church have been trying to 
tell me what to do, know what to do, or change because something is, is wrong with you. And I don't believe that that's what God is all about. Mm. And, and being authentic is coming directly from God. Mm-hmm. Live authentically. Live your life the way God wants to live. You, God wants you to live a happy life mm-hmm. and contribute to society instead of being like afraid of speak up or afraid to wear something or afraid to say something. So mm. Mm. That's how I see it. Yeah. Um, so the and and if this is this is too intense, we can talk about you know something else. It's it's fine, but. The aftermath of, of Pulse, I mean, for you as, as a minister, you're, you're in or near Orlando. How did you do your, your ministry sort of in the aftermath of, of that time? Like what were, what were some things that you really stepped into that you felt you needed to do for the community? Uh, June 12, 2016, I believe, mm-hmm. changed my life, mm-hmm. the life of many. I have, I lost friends. I lost mm. people that that uh, I used to talk to on weekly mm-hmm. basis. I lost people that uh, came to visit the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost uh, performance, mm-hmm. uh, singers, beautiful uh, uh, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changed the way I relate to the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we have a lot of people that were Latino, Hispanics, Puerto Ricans in the mm-hmm. midst, they were taken away. All that was taken away in the name of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, the politicians uh, offered thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. The churches, and that's my experience because I live in Orlando, I live near downtown Orlando. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I want, I can walk to Paul's right. from here, from right. old Paul's uh, memorial. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the memorial now, uh, and churches start giving uh, services and memorials and a lot of things to a community that have been left out by the churches for a mm-hmm. long time. That that mm-hmm. that they were uh, very hurt by hateful theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were more into okay, this is a community thing, mm-hmm. and ignore the Latinidad of the mm. people that, that were killed there. The majority mm-hmm. were people uh, that their first language is Spanish mm-hmm. or, or people of color. And that mm-hmm. was not even considered. Mm-hmm. Up to uh, up today, mm-hmm. the memorials include certain aspects, but I, don't, I never heard anything uh, specifically in Spanish for the Hispanic, Latino, Puerto Rican, Dominican, you mm-hmm. name a community. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's a very very yeah I get very emotional because I I was uh, going places that's how I got. for example uh, I have a pastor from the UCC that came to to help offer their help that's how I met uh, Reverend Irina Ramos mm-hmm. uh, during Paul's and, and and we tried to help as much as we could but mm-hmm. very emotional yeah and so going on this. This thread you brought up about, you know, churches and not fully embracing Latinidad. How is it? How is it that you see that manifesting 
in the UCC? Like where has the United Church of Christ, in your opinion, well, we'll, we'll go like first the, the bad and then, and then, you know, the, the good, but, but first, like what, how is it that in the UCC, you're not seeing um, the, the embracing of Latinidad in, in our own denominations, congregations? It, it, it has been changing a little bit through the years, but for example, a group of Latinos and, and, and or Hispanics, you see, mm -hmm. we, we look trying to look for a, a way to describe mm -hmm. a community a very diverse by going to a church. I want to go to the United Christ Church. And the, the second generation, mm -hmm. the sons, the daughters, the grandchildren, mm -hmm. they function very well in English. So mm -hmm. they can they can understand the survey, they can follow through. Then you have the first generation. Abuela wants to go to church. Mm -hmm. And Abuela sits there and, and you see her like nodding and oh yeah, that's good. But what happened? I, I don't understand what they say. Mm -hmm. Then they play the music. It, the UCC is a lot of, of the old hymns and, mm -hmm. and all that, which the community, our community can relate to some of them because the missionaries translate those mm -hmm. long hymns into a little, little uh, caveats of, of, of the music, it's called Coritos. Mm -hmm. So when they hear the tone, the tune, they remind them of Corito, mm -hmm. right? What happened? Uh, our son and daughter go to a UCC church and, and they blend, they like it, they, mm -hmm. they can understand, they get involved. Mm -hmm. Well, people like me, of certain mm -hmm. age, an accent, uh, mm -hmm. that learn Spanish in, 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 in my own country and come to this country as an adult and, mm -hmm. and, and speak with an accent or, or, or mm -hmm. broken English, mm -hmm. they left out and they tried to create their own church. Mm -hmm. And then immediately what, what happened is that you move into the small room in the back of the church or, mm -hmm. or, or into the foyer to do the, the, the survey. Mm. And and I, I grew up in New England and that's the reality of, of the New England Hispanic churches. Mm -hmm. And then we start growing and 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 and, and we move out of, 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 of the church or the main church and get like a, a small store or or, or 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 a house and we start doing the ministry that way. I mm -hmm. don't and I think that's the struggle still of today. Our congregation is very small. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have the resources. A lot mm -hmm. of people uh, work very low-paid jobs, and, mm -hmm. and contributing to the church is not something that is possible. Mm -hmm. I have uh, in our own ministry here, the, the Iglesia del Pueblo. I have people that pastor. We 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 need to get. Uh, our own place, we need to get out of, 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 of this room. And, and I explained to them with, with collecting an offering of, of, of $10, $15 every Sunday, it's not going to be possible mm -hmm. to do that. So yeah. it's a lot of, 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 of mm -hmm. things happening. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, now because we are growing uh, as, 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 as Hispanics in the United States and Latinos in the United States, mm -hmm. we are able to get more involved with the United States of Christ and get and get uh, programs in place, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So we're moving, we're moving in the right direction. It's just taking uh, a little longer than that. Uh, <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's an interesting discussion too because. 
you know, I'm come, I am that second generation that does blend in really well. And that, and that, you know, can go to any like quote, typical UCC church. And I can understand what's going on and, and keep up and, and all of that. But ever since, you know, being part of this Encuentros Latinx uh, ministry that, that we're doing, a continuing question that I always have in, in my mind is like, what does, what, what does a Latinx Latinidad presence in the UCC really look like? Um, and I think sometimes I've seen, I've started to see some glimpses of that. I'm really curious as to, uh, were, were you at general synod? Did you catch any of that over the summer general synod? No, I wasn't in this one. I was like, oh, okay. Three years prior. Okay. Um, cause in this, in this past year's general synod, there was one, one of the worship services had, um, had Spanish. Um, and I think since the, that might be the first time, cause I've been going to general synod since 2015. And I, th I think this, it might've been the first time at like the general synod level that I saw a little bit of Spanish. Um, and so do you remember any general synods that you've been to in the past that were more bilingual. I, 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 I remember, and it was, I was like, wow, uh, Rosa, she, she, she was addressing uh, the participants in Spanish. Uh, mm -hmm. We like to, to hear some music also next time. I, I mean, I'm going to the next one. Uh, but, but I see, for example, encuentros like, like uh, as a way to start reminding people that we are here, mm -hmm. that we are not going anywhere, that we are brothers and sisters, and, and, and we have a lot to contribute to the United States of Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the toolkits, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. the, the, the helping uh, pastors that are basically living in both worlds, in the, mm -hmm. in the monolingual and the bilingual world, mm -hmm. To, to, to sharpen the skill, all that kind of stuff is, 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 is creating hope. I've been UCC for 40 years mm -hmm. and, and, and I see the changes. Uh, mm -hmm. We used to have something called Ministerios Hispanos and now mm -hmm. it's called Colectivo mm -hmm. and I see it's more inclusive. Mm -hmm. It's more uh, reflecting the reality of our community mm -hmm. and, and, and I, I see a lot of hope but it's mm -hmm. a lot of work uh, something that it won't change is the people coming in from all different countries mm -hmm. in searching for a better life for the children, for the family, the stories of we going to be doing the jobs that nobody wants to do. Mm -hmm. I work very closely with uh, migrant workers. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, I hope people next time they go to supermarket, uh, stop and reflect on how hard this this brothers and sisters to work mm -hmm. to get us uh, the food that we just grab and pay for so easily. It's, it's a mm -hmm. lot of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really is unfortunate. The, just the lack of respect and humanity that is shown to migrant workers um, and to, you know, people that are coming from Latin America to here. I mean, especially given 
I mean, I was seeing a little bit um, in just in my news feed today about um, I, I don't know if, if you saw in Puerto Rico, they um, just they took down the statue of Ponte de Leon and, you know, uh, I saw that. I, yeah. And and I'm just I'm just thinking about like, you know, the, Puerto Rico especially has just been so um it just has experienced so much of the of the generations and generations of colonization and exploitation. Um, and I've, I've been reading a little bit, like seeing, you know, people on the island talk about how, you know, now the now billionaires are, are coming in to places that were devastated by Hurricane Maria because they get the tax benefits and they're doing all this cryptocurrency stuff. Um, because it's, it's a tax haven now. And it's just like, and then it's pushing, you know, the, the locals, the people that have been there to, to leave the Island and creating more and more diaspora. And then it's like, so then it's like the stuff that the U S is doing to Puerto Rico and Latin America in general is creating more diaspora. And then when folks come here and they are those migrant workers, they just get, they just get treated like garbage. And it's just, it's a huge mess. Yeah, they, they, they go to Puerto Rico, for example. I know that because I, 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 I have plenty of conversations with people that come here and mm-hmm. with a lot of hope. Oh, I'm, I'm going to Florida. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I'm going to get a job. Uh, I sold my house in Puerto Rico because I'm not coming back. I'm not going back. I sold mm-hmm. the house for one third of what the, the house was worth. Coming mm-hmm. here with offer of, of jobs. They don't speak the language. They get a low paid job. Mm-hmm. The rent here uh, to rent a small apartment one bedroom, I believe, is eighteen hundred dollars. But you have to have first month security deposit and all that. It will take you almost a year to get that money when you have your family and you live with uh, Aunt Sophia and mm-hmm. Auntie Clara. And mm-hmm. after three months of the kids running in the house, they want to, you to get out of there. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of suffering. It's a mm-hmm. lot of of, of of uncertainty mm-hmm. and they cannot go back because they sold their home. Right. I've seen a lot of LGBTQ uh, brothers and sisters moving here uh, that carry a lot of pain because mm-hmm. churches in the countries, mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, you name it, mm-hmm. and, and, and the religious community is like, you are, is something wrong with you. You have mm-hmm. to be converter you have to change you cannot do that you cannot be you because being you is wrong mm-hmm. and they come here with that that i'm not worthy and 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 i invited to church and you see their eyes open like you invited me to church mm-hmm. saying come exactly where you are i have some of my late i call it my lady because we have coffee we have uh, you know I, yeah i learned that from um an activist from mexico she used to do uh uh, fun with with the ladies and and mm-hmm. they they cheer bread and uh, so come come as you uh, uh, as you are. I have one uh, uh, trans lady trans lady. Uh, she was like invited to meet and do things with the older ladies and, mm-hmm. and my former pastor said I don't care. they don't care they just they asked do you know how it's this sit with us and she was so happy I'm like okay. So God is good. Yeah. We have a lot of, 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 of love to give and, and, and our people has a lot to contribute and, and, and we need to show them that, that, mm-hmm. that God loves everybody. 
Mm-hmm. And again, my message would be, live your authentic life. Mm-hmm. Be authentic. Embrace your spirituality. Embrace your, your, your faith community because we are uh, there for you. And, and we receive uh, people with hearts open. I remember when uh, Elliot Page came to Windermere mm-hmm. after Paul's mm-hmm. and uh, we have a one-on-one conversation. He, he shared a lot of, of personal stuff. Mm. And and he was very, very moved by our church receiving everyone. Wow. No questions asked. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. And and it's a, it's a documentary after fall that he was uh, filmed at Windermere Union Church. That's really cool that you got to meet Elliot Page. Um, he, he has such a big platform you know, oh. you know so many people like know who he is and that's what what a powerful witness that you know you had you were able to have that moment and you know that's hopefully that'll that encounter that encuentro if you will uh will will stick and you know who knows what that'll bring that's really really exciting to to hear about well, we have um, the opportunity to meet a lot of people um uh celebrities that come to Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a singer. I used mm-hmm. to do theater in Puerto Rico many, many moons ago. And, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of part of, of, of the, the community. We sing together and met uh, a lot of wonderful people I mean, in, in different venues. And, and they recognize me. As, oh, this is faster. They know. They know. That's awesome. Do you have a, a favorite song? that you always like performing? A Sinatra fan, I always sing my way, but I sing it in Spanish. Okay. Yeah, so that's one of my, my, my standards uh, when, when we sing and we do all this uh, wonderful stuff with the uh, community. That's great. You've been part of, um, or the way that we met is through this ministry specifically, Encuentros Latinx. Um, mm-hmm. How did you first learn about this ministry and what made you want to be a part of it? As I mentioned before, I met Rina during the calls. Mm-hmm. After calls, she came to, to, to help, to talk to people, to, to help heal the community. So uh, we, kept, we kept in touch, you know, keep in touch and all that. And, and one day we were talking and she said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the coordinator or the leader for this group. Uh, would you like to write a bell? And I said, absolutely. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I've been uh, part of it since. And so uh, all the wonderful stuff and the ideas and, and mm-hmm. how dynamic she is and mm-hmm. how, you know, she has this gift that, that brings the best out of all of us. And we talk mm-hmm. and we, you know, example is, 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 is uh, Example that the uh, the toolkits mm-hmm. for racism and, and all that that have mm-hmm. been used all over the United States right now mm-hmm. that we're still promoting and we I think we need to promote it more so mm-hmm. people can use it in the congregation. So. Yeah, yeah, they really are a powerful tool, and you know, Rena and I had a chance to present the toolkits as a workshop um, for General Synod, and. I'm always amazed seeing how the toolkits really work within a group setting. It's always um, 
it, it always gets emotional and vulnerable, but then that's good because I think people get a lot out of that. They're really having a genuine experience, um, approaching these topics, um, from angles that maybe they weren't able to approach them before. And I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that they're in English and Spanish, that's mm -hmm. amazing. And it's not threatening. It's, it's, these are real stories by real people. Yeah. And, and it's so powerful. And, mm -hmm. um, I'm amazed mm -hmm. that small group of people were able to get together and create something from the heart that is mm -hmm. healing, that is helping people to, to, to say, God loves me the way I am. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And from here, it's only way, one way to go is up, is improving myself, is getting involved in my community, mm -hmm. is lifting people up, mm -hmm. uh, is saying to a younger child, a child saying, hey, it's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. It's nothing wrong with you. I'm here. I survived. You will survive. Mm -hmm. It's helping parents to understand. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have you have a child that may be transgender, LGBT, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Disabled. I'm a person with disabilities. My parents taught me to move on. Forget mm -hmm. about what you cannot do. Focus on what can you do. Mm -hmm. Focus on you. What can you do to improve, to contribute, to be part of mm -hmm. this society and move forward and heads up. And two kids are helping a lot of people. Yeah. To say, hey. God loves me, and I'm going to share that love with other people so people don't have to go to bed mm -hmm. uh, crying and, and, and feeling alone at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. And we're building a community. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of fun when we get together. Yeah. Let me we, tell you. we do. It really is, I think, such an important thing to, to do because just that the intersection um, or the, the crossroads between, you know, having an LGBTQ identity and then also being Latinx, it, it just, there really sometimes are not a lot of resources for support when those things meet, especially in Christian communities. And I, you know, agreeing with, with what you're saying that it really is filling a need that, that is desperately there. I mean, even my, my own experience, I first um, learned about Encuentros Latinx back when it was called Proyecto Encuentros de Gracia y Bienvenida. Um, and had, had uh, Ellie not brought that directly to my congregation, I would have had no idea that there was any sort of space where my religion, my, um, my identity, and, and my Latinidad like, could be like fully recognized in the same space. And it was to the point where, like I was saying before, I assimilate very well into uh, dominant white American culture. And so I didn't even realize what I was missing until it came to me. And then I felt like I've been missing this the whole time. And, and you know, so I just imagine like how much, how much more of a need is it for, like you, like you said, Abuela who's in church who, who doesn't understand what's going on, you know, um, not only does, does Abuela not understand what's going on, but maybe like now her, you know, now her, her child is having, 
you know, some type of LGBT experience and, you know, what, what is there for her to help her understand and what, what is there for the kid to help understand? It's just, there's so many ways that, um, that the work that we're trying to do meets people where they are. And, and I hope that it can, it can keep going and, and keep reaching people. And we'd love to hear about it too. Yeah, and, 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 and since I met you, that like you shared about, about your journey mm-hmm. and how you claim your, your, your Latinidad mm-hmm. and, and, and how you share with other people or the happy yeah. when you talk about it mm-hmm. and like like I remember you saying something like I can go anywhere and and I you know I don't have to claim you know say to people I'm Latina mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm I'm Hispanic or whatever mm-hmm. but you choose to yeah you discover it you yep. enjoy it yep. you say wait a second I'm proud I'm yeah. happy and 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 you're helping other people to discover that too mm-hmm. and you can't be both yes right Yes. And, and that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. I even wrote something that I remember something that you said and put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when you say, okay, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm proud. Yeah. It's amazing. So, yeah. It's, and, it, and it's a lot of people that need that. It's yes. a lot of people. That's what I believe. The more we talk, the more we, we do this kind of uh, podcast and, mm-hmm. and reaching out, the, the, mm-hmm. the more change in, in, in we can do. We, you know, so a lot yeah. of people are a little broken and you just need a little help to get things together. And I believe uh, um, that we can do it together and help mm-hmm. other people as well. Mm-hmm. That's something that I always say to people at, at church, let eh? someone today, mm-hmm. talk to somebody today, mm-hmm. share something that God uh it's for you or, or, or something that happened that is positive mm-hmm. it is a very uh a very powerful and empowering thing i mean the more the more that i do this work and lean into this work and and also just find new and, and additional ways to connect with more of the latinx community and like meet more and more people i find that so many people have a similar experience to to mine um, in terms of having this, having a struggle of like owning this identity and feeling like, you know, we're allowed to live into it and, and proclaim it. Um, and it, it just, it just emboldens me more to like, to do that myself because I've met people who are as insecure as I was about it a, a few years ago. Um, you know, where they feel some type of distance because they're second or third generation or fourth generation. And so it's, it, it's this question of like, what am I allowed to claim? And what am I like, do I, do I count or do I not count? Um, and I, I love that, um, you know, that, that Colectivo has become more, you know, more open so that people can become a, a part of it and, you know, not be, uh, not be pushed out because of not speaking Spanish or, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, and I've, I've talked to people who have, um, you know, they've, they've been around for a while and they uh, let me know about some ways that, um, that in the past, the, uh, that community wasn't, wasn't always as open as it is 
now, but now it's, it's here and there's this new energy coming into it. And it's very exciting to see, to, to have, um, a more centralized presence of Latinidad in the UCC. I love the word. You said it's so nice, Latinidad. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It, it, yeah. We claim it. it it's ours and, and share it. And, and I see a lot of, of hope when I see younger people getting involved, growing, mm -hmm. uh, sharing the talent, the gifts, mm -hmm. and, and uh, people going into ministry. Amazing, because mm -hmm. um, when I went to seminary, that was like um, like a few years ago. <laughs> so I've been around for a while. So mm -hmm. it's, it's good that we continue uh, building and helping the community. And as I said before, people, the, 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 the diaspora, people moving from all over uh, mm -hmm. different countries to the United States is going to mm -hmm. continue. We all yeah. always going to have first generation mm -hmm. coming in mm -hmm. and we need to get some some system some some place some some uh, programs to help them mm -hmm. come in and, and and live their dream and be authentic yeah yeah and it's it's interesting trying to think about you know as as a huge body as a denomination um how the UCC is going to meet that challenge because I, I think about, I don't know too much about other denominations, but it, it seems from my perspective that many other denominations have a better structure in terms of, you know, there's more bilingual resources um, or there, or there's more um, Spanish speaking churches and other denominations. Like it, it just feels like to me that, you know, well, Catholics for sure. Um, and I'm, you know, other, other denominations had like, they got a better grasp on it than the, than the UCC has. What is, is that what you see too, that, that the UCC is maybe like behind other denominations or. I, I don't think the UCC is behind. Okay. UCC is unique. Okay. Through the history of the United States of Christ, social justice, helping the people that, that, that are in need have been mm -hmm. like uh, like something that they or we have been doing because I'm part of the United Church of Christ, even mm -hmm. though I, you know, yeah. uh, first women preacher, uh, first African-American, uh, United Church of Christ helped building uh, mm -hmm. the, the institution, a higher learning institutions, all that stuff. And mm -hmm. now we're helping communities that are being forgotten, like like the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. Not every church. I mean, you see the churches, but in order for you to be there, mm -hmm. you have to kind of take that part of your life and put it on the side, kind of like mm -hmm. don't talk, don't tell, don't say anything, yeah. don't dress mm -hmm. that way, mm -hmm. look like us and you're welcome, speak mm -hmm. like us, you're welcome, you're Jesus of Christ, takes you wherever you are. Mm -hmm. Wherever you are in life, whatever is, is your path right now, come to the church. Mm -hmm. Join us. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Come in, sit mm -hmm. down, share the table. Uh, if you want to clap, clap. If you want to raise your hands, raise your hands. That's what I love about uh, a church. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you see people going, you know, during service, like halfway. And I said, don't worry. Just, you want to go like this, go like this. You want to yeah. say hallelujah, go and say hallelujah. 
Yeah. So yeah. that's what the United Christ mm -hmm. is in, in, in my experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No matter where you are in your journey, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. You are welcome. And, and, and that's, that's my message. That's, that's how I live my life. That's mm -hmm. uh, how we conduct ministry. And, and, and we, in, in La Iglesia del Pueblo, we don't go, we are a LGBT church or we're a church. Mm -hmm. That everybody is, 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 is welcome. We mm -hmm. inclusive, welcoming, open and affirming, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. And I, I have the reaction of people. Uh, it's, 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 it's very, very, very UCC kind of, I mean, the, the good tradition of the UCC, welcome. Travel mm -hmm. yeah. and welcoming is real. Yeah. Nice travel and welcoming to, uh, to people is real. Well, leaning into that welcome, where can our listeners find you or, or your work, whether you have any social media for your church or your website or anything that you do, where, where can people um, find you and keep up with you? Well, we, they can find the Iglesia de Pueblo, we are Windermere Union Church in Windermere, Florida, and our website is windermereunion.org, and uh, we have a section there for Iglesia de Pueblo, uh, and we are... Uh, we meet there on Sundays at 10 a.m. Awesome. Well, Marcelino, this was a wonderful conversation. Thank you. I, 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 thank you. I, I, I really enjoy it. We have this wonderful conversation. We have to continue, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. Um, we went through a, through a journey. We went through, you know, left yes. and right, up and down. And yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, that's that's what that's what we go for on the show. So, uh, you know, thanks again for taking the time to to come on and and speak. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. On behalf of Encuentros Latinx, we hope you'll join us on our next Encuentro.